You're listening to the fastest revival talk radio show. The Voice of Revival starts now. Welcome to The Voice of Revival, bringing you dynamic insights on revival for today's generation. Discussing biblical truths and how they relate to the church, prophecy, and current events. We are watchmen sounding the alarm. Broadcasting revival for the church, awakening for the nations, and restoration for the world. Hey, Isaac with the VOR Radio Broadcast. Thank you for joining me today. I have a word for you today. I, I want to just thank you. I am so privileged and so honored and so humbled to come to you every week with a word, with a message, with something that will encourage you, will lift you, will challenge you, will bring you to the understanding of what true revival is. My desire is that you would become more and more in tune with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus Christ and the Father in heaven. We are returning back to the kingdom. And one of the greatest needs of the church today is the awakening of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has already been poured out, but he wants to continue to keep filling us up. We're living in a time when there is a need for the Holy Spirit. In the next few weeks, I'm going to be teaching. I'm going to be bringing messages on the importance of the Holy Spirit. We're going to understand the Holy Spirit in a whole new dimension. Many times, this is not even taught anymore in a lot of our churches. We have bypassed the need for the Holy Spirit, but it's one of the most vital parts of the Trinity. It's not just a a force. It's not just a feeling or an emotion. It's a person. It's the person of the Holy Spirit. It's the actual Spirit of God living in you. That's what I want to talk about today. We live in a time when the need for the Holy Spirit is a must. What the church needs is a Holy Spirit awakening. I want you to go to Luke chapter 24. The word of God is in my mouth and I'm going to preach the word of God. Luke chapter 24, verse 49. Verse 49 says this. Luke chapter 24, verse 49. He says, Behold, I will send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. That word endued means to be clothed, to be covered with the power from on high. The power or what we find out in the book of Acts chapter 2, it's called the dunamis. The dunamis is miracle working power. Look what Jesus says in Acts chapter 1. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8, Jesus is talking to the disciples. He's about to ascend to the Father. He says this, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of of the earth. Now, let's go to Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, 
they were all within one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a, of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the house where they were sitting. There appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. And one set upon each of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I believe we're living in a time that we need this kind of outpouring again. I believe that when the, when the word of God, remember I said that when it combines with the explosive power of the Holy Spirit, there's going to be a spontaneous combustion. I, the supernatural power of God release will change everything. You may have thought just receiving Jesus Christ was all you need. I'm here to tell you, get ready to take your Christianity to a whole new level when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Why is the Holy Spirit become one of the most neglected topics in scripture today? Here's the reason why. Satan knows the power of the Holy Spirit and will do everything to keep us from surrendering our lives fully to the Holy Spirit. Also, we are spiritually ignorant and have not been taught about what the Bible says about the Holy Spirit. We know who God is. We know Jesus Christ, our Lord. But for some, they don't have a clue of what is the Holy Spirit. Today, I'm going to take the lid off, off the gift that many believers have yet to unwrap, the Holy Spirit. You're going to learn about the Holy Spirit. I'm going to bring sermons on the Holy Spirit, and we're going to teach on the Holy Spirit. It's a promise, and it's a fruit of the Spirit, but it's also very vital to the believer's life. My assignment today is to cause you to, de to desire and earnestly seek and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I'm here to take what is complicated and make it simple. It's been said you can't teach what you don't know and you can't live what you don't preach. So what I'm sharing today is not something that I have not experienced. I live it. I walk it. I experience it every day. Everything I do in ministry is led by the Spirit. When it comes to serving in the church, when it comes to leading worship, when it comes to the ministry of media, when it comes to the voice of revival, when it comes to preaching and teaching and sharing and, and all of these things, I cannot do it unless the Holy Spirit leads me. So I want to introduce you to the person of the Holy Spirit. It will transform your life forever. One time I asked the Lord, why do people do not have a desire to serve you all the way? Why is prayer not a priority? Why is the word of God only picked up on Sundays? Why is coming to church such a big problem? Why is serving God such a big problem? Why are God's people having so much problems in their personal lives? And why is it a struggle for people to serve in ministry? It's because they're not filled with my Holy Spirit. The Lord began to tell me they're not filled with my Holy Spirit. They have allowed idols in their lives to take the place of God. For it is my spirit that will change their attitude, their thinking, their way of living, and put in me the Lord first in their lives. When you are empowered by the Holy Spirit, your focus changes from putting your priorities in front of God's priorities. His spirit empowers you to live 
beyond normal life. I pray that by the end of this word, by the end of this message, you will be persuaded to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit in your lives. What are the benefits of the Holy Spirit? You may ask, why should I want the Holy Spirit? You see, God needs manpower. Manpower requires God's power. God works when people work. God needs man. Man needs God's power. God works when people are activated into doing the work of ministry. Besides the promise and fruit of the Spirit, there are three reasons why you should want the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God's power and action. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 5 says, Not by power nor by might, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. The Hebrew word ruach and the Greek word Nomia means God's active power, his breath, his spirit. The first and foremost reason you want the Holy Spirit is to give you power. Jesus, before leaving this earth, told his disciples that all power and authority was given to him to go and make disciples of all people, of all nations. Matthew 28, verse 19 says, But before they were to go, they had to wait upon the Holy Spirit to empower them. Heaven's power was coming to invade the earth. This gift, this promise would empower the believer to be endowed. That means to be clothed with God's miracle working power. Acts chapter 1, let's go back to that word. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. It will make you bold witnesses to be in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Supernatural power to live the way Christ wants us to live. It doesn't matter how good your intentions are. It's impossible to come to the life that we are to live according to the scriptures on your own. We are limited. So the Holy Spirit gives us power to be witnesses of the gospel. It gives us greater power to the preaching of the gospel. Boldness to witness, to cast out devils, the power to heal the sick, power to live a holy and righteous life for God. It gives us confidence to preach the gospel. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4 says, And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that my faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Here the Apostle Paul is saying that his speech, his words, his preaching is not in persuasive words of human wisdom. It's not intellectual. It's not built upon philosophy. It's not built upon great oration. It was based upon the demonstration of the Holy Spirit and its power. Come on. This is the awakening of the Holy Spirit. It gives us confidence to preach the gospel. Paul said that his preaching didn't come by great words, but in the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20 says this. 
Well, the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Didn't he just say that my words my words were not persuasive words, but it was in a demonstration of the spirit and power. It is the Holy Spirit that gives us power. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. First Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 5 says this. First Thessalonians 1 verse 5. It says, For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance as you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake. It did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit. In the dunamis, that word dunamis is miracle work in power. Not only to, oh, it's not only to preach the word, but demonstrate the word of God, to, to show the word of God in action. That's the book of Acts. I believe it's time to return back to the book of Acts. We're returning back to Acts. Come on. The action, putting the gospel in action. The Holy Spirit is God's power in action. And Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 says, And unto him that is able to do exceedingly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. So it's, a, it's time for the awakening of the Holy Spirit. So the first thing you want the Holy Spirit is for power. Power to demonstrate the gospel of Jesus Christ. The second reason why it's time for the awakening of the Holy Spirit, you should want the Holy Spirit because Jesus was our example of being full of the Spirit. John the Baptist preached that one was coming who would baptize them with the Holy Spirit and fire. Matthew 11, 3, Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. See, you cannot choose between the Holy Spirit and the fire. They are inseparable. It's not two baptisms, but one. When Jesus came out of the water after being baptized by John, immediately the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus. In Luke 1 verse 35, it says, And Jesus came out of the wilderness full of the Spirit and of power. Let's look at that. Luke 1 35. Luke chapter 1 Verse 35. Are you getting something today? I'm here to encourage you how much we need the Holy Spirit. And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. He'll be called the Son of God. Let's look at Luke chapter 4, verse 14. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went through all the surrounding region, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. Jesus returned in full of the power. What power? The power of the Holy Spirit. 
Being filled with the Spirit, Jesus set a pattern for us to follow. The Holy Spirit comes with power. Jesus had this miracle work in power, the dunamis of God, miraculous power of God. Everything that Jesus did, his preaching, his healing, his suffering, and victory over sin, he did it by the power of the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit turns a mediocre believer to a sold-out, radical, on-fire-for-God Christian. It's time for an awakening of the Holy Spirit. The second reason why we should want the Holy Spirit is because Jesus was our example of being filled with the Spirit. And the third and final reason why we want to be filled with the Spirit, because it causes us and empowers us for Christian service. The Holy Spirit gives us supernatural gifts. 1 Corinthians 12, verses 4 through 11. 1 Corinthians 12, verses 4 through 11. It says, there are, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are diversity of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversity of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another, the interpretation of tongues, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. It's saying there that it is the Spirit that gives us supernatural gifts. He is the distributor of spiritual gifts. It's called the gift of the Holy Spirit because it's for all believers. It activates the gifts that are dominant in us. It equips you in every ministry and every good work. 2 Timothy 3.17. Look what it says. All scripture, let's look at verse 16. 2 Timothy 3, verse 16 through 17 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete Truly equipped for every good work. So why is the Holy Spirit rejected today? It's because some have taken it to the extreme. Some think it's a strange force. Some have manipulated others. Some spirit-filled believers have given Christians a bad reputation, and we don't believe that we need it anymore. But we do need it more than ever before. So now that we understand that the Holy Spirit empowers us to, to have miracle work and power, Jesus is our example, and it gives us the ability for Christian service. How do we receive the Holy Spirit? It's simple and easy. Luke chapter 13, verse 11 says, and he says, verse 10, Luke chapter 11, verse 10, for anyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be open. Verse 11, if a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? 
Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So, in Acts chapter 3, he talks about that in order to receive, first of all, it says, Acts chapter 3, verse 19 says, Repent and therefore be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Times of refreshing, times of revival, times of his outpouring of his spirit. Repent for the first thing we must do. We must repent for the misunderstanding of the Holy Spirit. Repent for pride and not allowing the Holy Spirit to operate in your life. Recognize that he wants to empower you to do extraordinary things for him. Fully surrender to the Holy Spirit. Are you ready for the Holy Spirit to come and have full control of your life? Receive the Holy Spirit. When we yield to the Holy Spirit, you will understand his word. The things you can't defeat on your own, you are empowered to overcome. A new burning, passionate desire to witness comes upon you. A desire to pray and be active in ministry becomes a reality. So if you're tired of living a defeated, fearful, and powerless Christian life, today is your day to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For those who have received the Holy Spirit, today it's a time for a refilling. Ephesians 3 verse 20 says, And unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. What power is that? The power of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for the message that has gone forth. I thank you that you're speaking today in the lives of those who are tuning in and listening to this broadcast. Father, will you release the Holy Spirit upon your people? You promised that you would pour out your spirit. Lord, pour out your spirit upon those that they may be able to understand to work the works of God, to walk as an example as Christ walked, and to be fully equipped to do Christian service and ministry unto you. Father, these are just some of the reasons why we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Father, let it come upon your people today. Let them yield. And Lord, as we continue to keep teaching and preaching and encouraging people the power, the, the importance of the Holy Spirit, let their revelation break forth in them and that they'll never be the same again. Release the downpour upon them right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the VOR radio show while wow, we've been talking about the awakening of the Holy Spirit, three things that we need so that we can walk in this awakening of the Holy Spirit. There's more coming. We're continuing to keep talking about the Holy Spirit. The, the invasion of a Holy Spirit is coming upon his people and the tsunami of God's presence and his spirit is coming to our land. Are you ready for it? Prepare for it. It's coming. It's coming. You need to prepare because the rain is coming. Thank you for listening to the VOR radio show. Go to the VOR.net, find out how you can listen to our programs, read our blogs, our articles, and also how you can become a partner in support and join together in this kingdom endeavor. 
we can't do this alone. Thank you for being a part of our audience. Thank you for all our listeners out there, those who are listening to us in the United States and around the world. May the Lord bless you. May He keep you. May His face shine upon you. May He give you hope and peace and joy and love wherever you go. Will you become a voice of revival for your generation? God bless you. Bye-bye. This concludes the Voice of Revival broadcast for today. Tune in again next time and hear more biblical truths for today's generation.